Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. You can't spell NAFTA without T and A. What's up, kids? You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Poutine Cheeseman. And I'm Serge, the raging Acadian Boudreaux. And on this episode, Google pulls out, Lyft puts out, and Apple wants to sell you a $3,500 chastity belt. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> You're not Chad. You're not I'm Chad. way better looking, way better looking. And I have hair. You have hair Whoa. and a, a great pair of glasses. Yeah. You're, mm. this, this feels way too familiar almost to me, almost to me. So, so does it? So yeah. yes, 
for those listening, we have a uh, stand-in for Chad. Chad is getting shoulder surgery. Uh, he, you know, he's he's worked it too much in his lifetime. I, I won't go into to how that <laughs> happened, but uh, Serge Boudreau from the Recruitment Flex podcast has uh, graced us with his presence. Serge, for those that don't know you or the Flex, like give him a quick little synopsis. Yes. Well, thanks for having me on. And yes, my name is Serge Boudreau. I am the co-host of the Recruitment Flex with Shelly. Shelly's really the brains and the power behind this podcast. But <laughs> I'm here, you know, I'm joining. So a little mm-hmm. bit about me. I am a girl dad, three daughters, including two identical twins. And I'm also the vice president at a Canadian company called Career Beacon. Did you say Canadian? Take off, will you? We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. That's right. That's right. So that's right. Well, you're Canadian too, Joel. Like you're like you married into Canada. Only the nice parts are Canadian. Only the nice parts. Yeah, I've learned more yes. about Canada and your wonderful country uh, than I ever thought that I ever would. Uh, yeah, Strange Brew was basically and the occasional hockey playoff game. I'd say and CFL. I would. I'm I'm old enough to remember when when. ESPN had CFL games on a regular basis and didn't have NFL. Really? So the Argonauts and yeah, I, I remember watching that way back, way back. But the recruitment flex, if they haven't listened, what can they expect uh, to get from that? So we've been doing the recruitment flex over 300 episodes right now. And the, and the focus is really on the practitioner, someone that is doing the job on a daily basis. We do a little bit of industry, but industry knowledge this is the podcast the chat and cheese were for the practitioners with a little bit of industry stuff just blended in i gotta ask about the name how'd you like flex i think of weightlifters i think of like tough guys and you know shelly's everybody's mom uh, so she's like the least flex uh that i that you know she's she's not flex at all and I'm, I know you personally, well, I'm guessing you're like 165 all wet. Uh, so recruitment flex, how'd that come about? <laughs> That's, you know what her first um, title or the first when we came up, it was actually called slaying recruitment. And I did not know what slaying meant until I start running uh-huh. that title with people younger than I'm like, and they lost their shit. They, they laughed at it. So we, <laughs> uh-huh. we decided to move to the flex and it was just like, we tried a hundred different names and it's just mm-hmm. flexing your recruitment knowledge. That was what's behind the name. And even though 165 is actually generous, Joel, yeah. uh, when I, I do have quite the biceps when I flex. So I think it goes pretty well with myself. <laughs> is that right? Woo, that okay. is right. You, know, you wouldn't notice it with the eight layers of Canadian winter clothing uh, that you're sporting right now. So I'll, just, I'll have to take <laughs> your word your word for it. Now, Fair enough. now some of our listeners... They're going to miss Chad. They're not going to like appreciate that he's not on, but you have been kind enough to, to do like a 12 second synopsis of what Chad is like on a weekly basis for those, for those listeners that are going to miss Chad. Like, why don't you hit him with that and uh, we can get on with the show. Sounds good. Elon Musk is a douche. Indeed is devil. Everyone should join the union, even the robots and something about Josh Burson. Did I, did I get it? I think you nailed it, my friend. I think you know we could we could just stop recording now. I think for for most of our people. However, got to do a show because we have this thing called sponsor. So let's get to something that we call shoutouts. Now you are my guest, so I'm going to let you go first in the shoutouts. You know what? I'm going to start a shout, shout out, out from for Joel Cheeseman yourself. 
you can't brown nose me that fast on the show, my friend. No, I, I'm not brown nosing you. Wait, All listen right. here. So we recently did a listener survey on the Recruitment mm-hmm. Flex podcast, and I personally got some really interesting feedback. And here is some of it. Whenever Surge talks, I feel IQ points leaving my body. <laughs> Chad and Cheese are the shit. Have them on more. Also, hockey isn't a real sport. The next one, dump Surge, free Shelly. Then you had to add the uh. So I had to do some investigative reporting here, and uh, pretty sure that was you, Joel. And I'll tell you. What? When I first saw it, it really hurt my feelings. I, I think I started crying, um, but then uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> then I figured out who it Oops, was. So winning. first shout out to Joel Cheeseman. I appreciate the feedback. Although it's, I love it. it. it I love it. It's bullying, man. <laughs> if, you, it's bullying. if you only knew how many, how many, how many drams of scotch I had uh, before filling, filling that out, I had some good fun. It was during the holidays, right? It was kind of a holiday was, yeah. end of year thing. Okay. Yeah. I had fun with that. All right. My first shout out goes shout out. Uh, to podcasts. Oddly enough, uh, it was a good week for podcasts. Uh, I don't know if you Ooh. saw the news. So a quick rundown, Spotify has crossed the 600 million active user mark and they were the first to kind of really dig into exclusive podcasts and getting people on board, which leads me to my next little news item, uh, Joe Rogan, regardless of how you feel about him uh, politically. And I know that Canadians have pretty strong opinions about politics. The guy can certainly market a podcast and Spotify has upped his contract uh, to $250 million, uh, not to be outdone the Smartless crew, which features at least one Canadian, uh, Will Arnett, uh, and probably one uh, honorary Canadian at least, at least one of the, the three on that show. I don't listen to Smart List. Do you? No, I've I've listened to it once, but um, no, I am a fan of Joe Rogan. Uh, I definitely, yeah. I, like, I grew up with Howard Stern. Uh, Howard Stern's really hard to listen to now. Joe Rogan, there is some episodes that are great, some are not, but I got to give him kudos. He's giving this podcast industry. Yeah, well, I, I hope he's sending you a boost. check because he's getting a really big one for uh, the people that listen to the show. Anyway, the smart, the smartless guys, Sirius XM, which I don't even know is still a thing. Uh, although my last new car was in 2017. Yeah. So uh, how would I know? But they're giving those guys a three-year deal, I believe, at $100 million. So podcasts are having a great week. Wow. And I think it's obviously good for the industry as a whole. Uh, we have sponsors, of course, as do you. I have strong opinions as as to why podcasts are a great choice to sponsor. Uh, it's it's for, with us, both of us. I think it's not about the numbers. We're not selling Casper mattresses. Uh, we're selling trust. We're selling our expertise yep. and not doing business and and sponsorship deals with hacks and fly by night, you know, software companies. And I think uh, our listeners appreciate the perspective that we give. So podcasts great mediums and uh this week showed that uh there's money there's money in podcasting so shout out to the podcasts perfect well my second shout out is to a canadian crooner so michael or michael buble um famous canadian singer was at the nhl all-star game this week and he was like a team captain like celebrity team captain and he went to a press conference high as fuck <laughs> on mushrooms. And it was so evident, even though he admitted uh-huh. it during the press conference, but then tried to retract after. It's funny because he was on stage mm-hmm. with Will Arnett. We were just talking about. I don't know if you've seen it, but definitely go check it out because it is hilarious. I love me mm-hmm. some 
NHL and some celebrities that are high as fuck. Check it out, everybody. Check it out. So the, the All-Star game was this weekend. Uh, did you watch? I watched some of the skills it thing. Was. McDavid is a monster. Uh, he's really impressive. Uh, what were your thoughts as a Canadian? Is, is hockey on the uptrend? Are you happy about its place? All right, uh, where all it is? Right, What's going on? Yeah, I'm really happy where it is right now. Obviously, my team, the Montreal Canadiens, are not very good. But to your point, and I'm going to put out yeah. something and I want to get your opinion. McDavid is the best professional athlete out there. There is no one in their sports that dominates as much as Connor McDavid. Yep. And you saw him live. You notice him more than any other athlete on the ice. And that's pretty rare for most sports. So McDavid... Huge fan, uh, even though mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. He's just such a beast. So hockey is doing well. I think what we're going to see in hockey is um, they're talking about approximately six more U.S. expansion teams, which is driving a lot of Canadians crazy. And, and none of them in Quebec City, which is a, a crime uh, in my perspective. <laughs> it is a crime. Uh, I probably disagree it with is. McDavid, uh, but I don't see enough of him. the The real tragedy is he's in he's in Alberta. Uh, he's in a mountain time zone, and he plays a sport that uh, you know c- most Americans could to, could leave or you know could take a, give a shit about. Uh, so yeah. I I can't speak, you know. But I, we see a lot of really good av- athletes uh, here in America in a variety of sports. But I'll take your word for it. He is definitely built differently. As you know, I was at a Canadians game a few weeks ago, and they're just guys when you watch in person. Uh, Ovechkin, I told you, was like this. Uh, LeBron is like this. If you ever seen these guys, they're yeah. just built differently. They're just chiseled out of a different, you know, piece of rock. I mean, they are they are monsters, and he is one of those guys. Now, Bedard, I can't imagine. You think you're high on him? I know he's like twelve, but. Uh, I haven't seen him, but I guess he's a similarly impressive guy. He's very impressive, but he's mm-hmm. definitely not Connor McDavid. Uh, he's a lot smaller too. Like you've got Connor McDavid has all yeah. the skills, but also has size, uh, and he's proven it. Like he's like 150 points in the NHL is is unheard of. Like in the days of Wayne Gretzky, it wasn't, but these days it's really odd. I see Connor Bedard as a superstar, and I mm-hmm. think it's great for Chicago. But I don't see it. No, uh, I don't see level. him at the level of Connor McDavid. Not even close. Who's who's the guy in NFL? Like, who is that beast in the NFL that you're like they're built differently? Well, NFL's tough because different position. Like I could say, uh, Patrick Mahomes is an incredible athlete, and it's true. Uh, Josh Allen yeah. is an incredible athlete. All those guys are, but there are guys on the defense that are impressive athletes. I mean, basketball has just ridiculous athletes. Uh, I mean, look at Wimby. The, you know, but he's yeah. built for his sport. He's seven four and can be, you know, he's just ridiculous. Uh, we'll see the Olympics this summer. They're incredible athletes, but just because you can like run a four, you know, a four yeah. four, doesn't mean you can hit a baseball. Uh, it doesn't mean you can hit a ninety mile an hour fastball. So all these things are you know very different. I mean, McDavid may not be able to dunk, right? But he's <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not a great athlete. Speaking of greatness, my friend, uh, that leads yeah. me to to my next shout out and our final one. Uh, my shout out goes uh, goes to Alexander Zidane. Now, who the fuck is Alexander Zidane? You might ask. Uh, well, my man has gained attention for revealing that he employed ChatGPT to operate a Tinder bot. That's the uh, dating app that you and I know nothing about, uh, resulting in over five thousand matches. 
let me repeat that, 5,000 matches and ultimately helping him meet his fiance. Zidane shared that he proposed to the girl uh, ChatGPT had interacted with on his behalf for an entire year. Now, I bring up this dating story because it has recruiting relevance. I've said for a long time that we're eventually going to a place where robots interview robots and the only, the only time people actually meet is when they show up at the yeah. company for their first day. And this, to me, proves that we're on track for that reality. The fact that this dude could hold conversations with 5,000 girls who are not easily duped. I've, I've dated in the past. I mean, there are dumb, dumb girls as there are dumb guys. But most of them, like, you can't get past a chat bot. But this guy did it with current technology. And you can bet that they're going to be techies, and there already have been, that interview with multiple companies and on the other side of the company, they're chatting with him with a chat bot. So this is kind of a weird world we're going to. You as a recruiter, and like, what are your thoughts on where this is going? Is it a good place? Is it a bad place? Should we try to stop it? Is it just like it can't be stopped? What are your thoughts on robots interviewing robots? Well, in, in this particular case, like hats hats off for this guy, right? Because I couldn't manage dating three girls at the same time. So obviously technology is uh, mm-hmm. way ahead since I was in the dating pool. But if we look at it, it's not a robot interviewing a robot in this particular case, even though these ladies I'm going yeah. to assume were real, uh, even though they, they did get duped. But we are definitely heading that way. And it scares mm-hmm. the shit out of me, Joel. If you think about it, like, and you had Hilke on your show, and I have Hilke coming on who wrote the algorithm, and just thinking about how we're just mm-hmm. letting it run wild. I think we're already past the point that, like, we can't stuff it back in. We are going to get within the next couple of years a couple of things. Someone is going to get hired that basically were a robot in the sense that mm-hmm. they they did their interviews through some type of AI program. That's going to happen, and we are going to see. Ro- I think it's already happening. Yeah. Like robots are. Are interviewing robots so yes it is happening do i like it no yeah. but there's some elements that i like what i do like about ai and um in this space is definitely removing a lot of the things that really suck to do like i i hate booking interviews mm-hmm. i hate doing all the admin tasks if you can take that off my plate great but the other things as far as making hiring decisions and even uh, even the matching software you're still like putting your hands on a scale like you're acting like god with technology that has no clue mm-hmm. I, I know they've probably trained on large language models there's a lot of data around it but i still don't think it's accurate and i don't think anyone after they implement these tools are actually going back and checking does it still make sense just wait till video you can't tell the difference just wait till conversations you can't tell the difference uh there's going to have to be filters and companies are going to pop up that say like nope this is an ai this is not a human being how you police that i have no idea i believe with you i believe your comment of the toothpaste is out of the bottle and we're not ever going back. But in light of that, my friend, almost as good as toothpaste out of the bottle is booze out of the can or booze out of the bottle, which is where I start talking about the free stuff <laughs> that you can get at Chad and Cheese. That's right. If you like free t-shirts from our friends at JobGet, free beer from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs, and free bourbon, you get a selection from me and a selection from Chad every month. That is from our friends at TextKernel. And if it's your birthday, that's right. If it's your birthday, you could win a bottle of rum from our friends at Plum. <laughs> really? I <laughs> love that sound like, but I don't think Michelle right at Plum loves it. Have I you can. asked her? I can feel it all the way down in my plums. 
What what I found is everyone loves it there, uh, and it's 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 a great hook for people to remember. I love it. Plum. Yeah. Maybe it's you know good or bad, but anyway. It's yeah. definitely good for the people that are having a birthday because they have a chance to win uh, some booze. So anyway, some listeners that are celebrating another trip around the sun include Elizabeth Dunlop, Ivan Stoyanovich, Jonathan Zub, Saif Ahmed, Adam Bergen, Jen Kurtz, Brian Ravina, Coley Nichols, Sarah Hansen, Matt Riordan, Amadou Bamia, Joe Essenfeld. Hey, he's on this show uh, twice, by the way. Happy birthday, Joe. Tanya Pittman, Ben Wagster, Mimi Jerkin, Courtney Brown, Jess Fonbank, Andrew Rothman, Jason Lauritsen, Dave Ralph, one of my favorite Irishmen, uh, Amanda Thompson Buffington, Dave Mendoza, and my neighbor down the street, and Indeed employee, and maybe their only sign of life at employee, uh, Scott Stum. What's up, Stummy? Celebrate a birthday. And that is the birthdays. Now, just so you know, I'm, I'm wrapping in two weeks in one because we were live and skipped them um, from last week. So uh, mm. happy birthday to them. Happy well, it's travel birthday! season, Serge, and I know you're on the road. Uh, you want to plug any places you're going to be here in the next uh, couple months or this year? Well, I'm going to make an announcement. Uh, TA Tech... In Washington in May, myself and Shelly will be the official MCs of that show. There's a couple I other shows. <laughs> I love your sound bites. And that's Washington, D.C., not Washington State. Got to make, gotta make that clarification. So, okay. Yes. Thanks for clarifying that. And uh, aside from that, we'll be at Unleash, HR Tech, all the big shows. Look for the good-looking guy. <laughs> Such such humility with the Canadian people. That's great. All right. Well, uh, our travels are heating up as well. We were in San Diego recently. We'll be at Transform in Vegas in March. I think that's the 11th through the 13th. And then we're headed to good old Europe, the old country. Uh, we're going to Amsterdam to the House of HR Conference, the e-recruitment conference. Uh, if you're going to be in Amsterdam and, or if you're in Europe, you want to stop by. I think that's uh, March 19th. Go to chadcheese.com. Click our events link. We have a coupon code for 50% off. Holy shit, 50%. And in euros, I'm not sure how that equals out to dollars and Canadian dollars, but it's, it sounds like a pretty good deal uh, to me, no matter what. Again, our travels are sponsored by the good folks at Shaker Recruitment Marketing. And my last announcement before we get to topics, if you haven't listened to the the Chad and Cheese podcast does data with LinkUp CEO Toby Dayton, it's a great show. We do it once a month. We look at the jobs report, which I know you guys talked about recently um, on your show. We dig into it. We ask questions about 25 minutes on it's on YouTube only. So you got to go to youtube.com slash at Chad cheese to check that out. And that is the announcements. You got anything else, Serge? You want to make a football prediction or anything before we get to topics? That's it. A Super Bowl prediction before we get to topics. Kansas City, 34-28. Kansas City, over-under on Taylor Swift, cutaways, 12. <laughs> so we, we did this on the uh, the monthly show. Uh, I said Kansas City, 24-21. You've got a lot of scoring in that game. Uh, that'll be interesting. That's pretty two pretty good defenses. What's changing my mind is uh, Mahomes' dad with the DUI, uh, number three DUI. That's never good uh, yeah, the week before a game. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to have – his head's going to be in weird place. You never want dad you know, with the perp shot. You never want the mug shot with your dad – uh, it's number yeah. three. He could do jail time. Like that's, he could. that's some serious real shit. jail time so, too, right? Yeah, serious jail time. So I'm on the fence, man. Uh, I had 24, 21 Put your money I'll, on the QB. Twenty four twenty. I like the QB. Yeah, it's hard to. But if the goat's got some bad shit in his head, uh, that that makes me think twice. Yeah. I'll stick with Kansas City twenty four uh, twenty one. But I love the commercials uh, and the Taylor Swift. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of Taylor Swift. I'm afraid. Let's get to topics. 
That's right. Google for Jobs is uh, back in the news. We uh, talked about it last week in the show that they're taking away their their pay-per-click solution that we've been talking about. They were testing it, piloting with some agencies. Well, Google unexpectedly closed its job advertising test, citing performance issues, according to its participants' Uh, feedback indicated low application rates and shrinking job budgets. Google provided no explanation for the shutdown, leaving speculation about staffing cuts and competing priorities. One source said, quote, performance just wasn't there, end quote. Serge, what are your thoughts on Google pulling out? I, I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. I really thought this was an opportunity to kind of start taking a bite out of the Indeed monopoly, especially here in Canada, where Indeed um, dominates 90% of the market share. I did think it was going to be a great alternative. I am disappointed, I think is the biggest word Mm -hmm. I can say right now. So I've thought about this a lot, Serge. I've lost sleep over it because it's 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 so perplexing to me. And I had this I had this long soliloquy that I had prepared about how the job board business sucked and Google, it just wasn't worth Google's time. And they just, it wasn't worth it, right? And that it was great for Indeed and like they should celebrate. And then we had a, we had a report from AppCast recently about how clicks are going Ooh. down. Like the number of clicks are going up, but the, what people are getting for the clicks is going yeah. down. And and historically, when you're a middleman to any of this stuff, like it's a race to the bottom. Like prices are just going to go yeah. down eventually. And I, and I was going to say, Google just didn't want any, any part of that. But then I put my tinfoil hat on. Serge. And okay. I, I th- I'm going to be a little conspiratorial uh, in my commentary okay. here. And and I've been in a few of these, you know, back rooms with the cigar smoke and like it's usually five or 10 other white old white guys talking about uh, so-and-so promised this to so-and-so and in return they got so-and-so. I have no proof of this. I have no inside information, okay. but it would not surprise me if Google sat down in a boardroom and said, hey, what industry can we like scare to, scare the shit out of and and get money from? Well, classifieds is an easy one, right? Job po- they they know how mm-hmm. much Indeed is spending. They know, they know how much ZipRecruiter yeah. spending. So, what if Google said, you know what? Let's launch this job thing. It'll be easy for us. Uh, we'll, we'll put some resources behind it, and then we'll we'll start talking about a pay per click thing, and we'll start talking about like we'll do pilot things and like really scare the shit out of these folks. And it's no surprise to me that you know Indeed was not on Google for jobs, and now they are. Indeed spends yeah. a ton of money. Uh, with with Google, yeah. and then you have and then you have a, a post by our friend Chris Russell, who's really on the f- the front lines of like the small niche job board folks, and he talks about how it's all big sites now. It used to be the little guys, yeah. it used to be little niche boards that were on Google for jobs, and uh, it's now all ZipRecruiter, LinkedIn, big like big sites, right? That spend a lot of money. So, would you really put it past Google? to call up Indeed, to call up LinkedIn, to call up ZipRecruiter, to call up any of Seek in Australia, whatever, right? And say, you know what? If you guys sort of commit to, I don't know, five years at a certain budget uh, to advertise on Google, we, we'll forget about this whole pay-per-click uh, thing. And we'll we'll keep putting your jobs in the organic thing, and you'll still get a lot of exposure and traffic. But we'd like, we'd like some sort of a commitment, uh, a, you know, monetary mm. commitment in advertising. And why wouldn't indeed LinkedIn and whatever take that deal? They're going to spend it anyway. And then Google gets to go, okay, well, let's put our resources back into AI and fighting open AI and fighting Meta, who just had a blowout quarter. And if you think I'm crazy, Google gives Apple $6 billion a year 
to be the default search engine on Safari. Yeah. It would be nothing for Apple to go buy DuckDuckGo or buy some other search engine or build their own and have their yeah. own pay-per-click thing. Like Apple could do it. Do they want to do it? No. It's much easier and better to get six billion in, you know, a check written from Google and they don't have to worry about it. I think I think some conversations happened where the big job sites committed dollars to Google. And in return, wink, wink, hush, hush, Google said, we're going to get out of the job board business. That's my take on Google getting out of the pay-per-click business. Am I crazy? You're not crazy, but I don't think you're right. I, I think there's definitely some factors. And if we look at Google job ads and basically for Google, it was kind of replacing the money that was being spent on SEM ads, mm-hmm. which indeed LinkedIn, all of these players are massive budgets. We're talking about billions of dollars and those dollars were just going to move into the Google job ad platform. So I didn't see a lot of upside because in reality, outside of those big job boards or ad agencies, have you ever been into one of these dashboards trying to buy an ad on Google? Like there is not a recruiter that I know would be able to do this or want to do this, right? It'd be the agencies. It'd be the agency. The agencies would buy it for them. They would, and frankly, but frankly, it would be going to Indeed and say, hey, you want to sponsor your jobs? Like, here's the cost. Yeah. It wouldn't be the little guy, the little recruiter buying buying the ads. And no, I think Google has pushed out. The, the dream of Google was like all the company ad, all the company jobs would take precedence. All the people would click yeah. on the company jobs and we could eliminate job boards. Unfortunately, user behavior says, I know LinkedIn. I don't know this company from Adam. I got to go through a 45-minute application ATS bullshit process. Yeah. I can apply with one click from LinkedIn. So I think it just it, it became a thing where the, everyone's going to the big job sites anyway. Uh, they're not going to the company sites like yeah. we thought. Let's just let's let's get our coin. I, I, you know, have you read The Art of War by Sun Tzu? I have. Okay, so Sun Tzu said the greatest victory is that which requires no battle. Mm. Google basically won this fight, fattened up their bottom line with no battle whatsoever. Just the fear that Google would would launch this thing, I think, got the big companies to open their wallets. I, I don't think that's what happened. I, I really do think in that. I don't think that's what happened. I think the reality here, Joel, is that Google's core business is potentially in deep trouble. And we've mm-hmm. seen some uh, recent layoffs at Google. There's definitely, well, they still have a ton of staff, so don't get me wrong. But I think the focus is completely different. And I, I do yeah. think a couple of billion dollars and maybe not even a couple of billion is not worth the effort. It's not worth yeah. the effort in Europe. It's not worth the regulation nightmares they might come across if they actually become mm-hmm. successful at this. And to your point, I, I agree Ad agencies would buy this, but you think about a lot of Indeed's business is coming from that mom and pop buying that $15 a day budget, buying the job. And without the ability to do that, Google is is not going to be an avenue for most of the jobs. It's only going to be populated with the big jobs out there. So I think it has nothing to do with you're, you're not. A, it's not a bad theory, but I think you've been listening to Joe Rogan and conspiracy theories a little too much. 
That's right. I want a piece of that $250 million yeah. that Joe Rogan's getting. So if it takes the conspiracy theory about Google strong arming the job boards, well, I'm willing to take I'm willing to take that bet. But you, as typical, it takes a Canadian to, to pull down the it crazy works. American uh, and, and see, Sorry, yeah. see some logic. I, I think it's there's not enough money. And Google's core business is going to be their focus. It's like, it's a nasty business. Like uh, I've been in 20 years and no one wants to run a job board. Um, I don't blame anyone for running a job board, but I don't see like aggregating all the jobs on the internet is a fucking nightmare. And I think Google finally realized that. All right, let's move on to Fora. An executive relationship management platform, or ERM, has launched uh, this week with a focus on AI technology tailored for C-suite leaders. Backed by $3.8 million in pre-seed funding, they aim to revolutionize decision-making for executives by offering actionable insights amidst the daily information flow. Fora simplifies complex data, providing concise insights for a strategic advantage as attested by CEO Joe Shaker, Shaker Recruitment Marketing, and also a proud sponsor of Chad and Cheese, I might add. Noteworthy here, in addition to Joe Shaker's stamp of approval, is Fora bringing back Jibe leadership Joe Essenfeld and Michael Liddell, as well as ISIM's former CMO Susan Vitali as an advisory board member, getting the band back together, if you will. You might remember. So I didn't know the My Pillow guy Mike was Liddell, part of yeah. this as well. I'm surprised. He's lifted a little <laughs> bit and lost some hair. But yeah, it's a totally different Mike. It's Michael. Michael Liddell. Yeah, Mike it's like Cole Mike Cohen. Is, uh, yeah, not Michael Cohen because he's he's a sleazebag. Anyway, you remember uh, Jibe was acquired by iSEMS. Susan was at yeah. iSEMS. Joe was at iSEMS for a while. And yeah. uh, he's he's gone and launched Fora. So, Serge, what are your thoughts on Fora and uh, executive relationship management? Yeah, to be completely honest, I had no clue what that meant until I, I had to go to ChatGPT and keep reading that article mm-hmm. multiple times. Uh, it's a little bit different than ERM, which is Enterprise Relationship Manager. But aside yeah. whatever it is, there's a couple of things that I look for success when a new company is launching in. It's people that have done it before and have been successful. And I had the opportunity to work a little bit with Susan mm-hmm. Vitale uh, back in my work op days and we were a reseller for iSIMS in Canada and she was extremely impressive. I haven't met the other uh, members of, of this team, but I feel like they have mm-hmm. the chops. They have the chops to accomplish this and so kudos on them. I'm still not 100% sure what an executive relationship manager does, uh, but just reading on it, it looks like it helps people just doing decisions at a high level. It takes a lot of data and just kind of simplifies it and brings it to a way that helps you make that decision. Got it. Uh, so you're right with the uh, the jockeys, and we got to look at those before anything else. So yep. so Joe Essenfeld yep. uh, launched Jibe really before uh, mobile was cool. The, the idea was we'll build mobile websites for career centers. And I can remember, I can remember multiple people saying no one will ever search for a job on a mobile device, on a smartphone. No one will mm. ever search. No one will ever look at jobs and no one will definitely ever apply to a job on a mobile phone. So Joe was very early in yeah. the mobile revolution. And, and he obviously was, uh, was, was, correct uh, in his vision. So yeah. to be a little bit curious about what the hell is this thing uh, doesn't really surprise me because Joe's always sort of been ahead of the curve uh, to say to say the least on some of these things. We've talked about on the show of like AI CEOs 
do people like do we really need CEOs? That's a little crazy. Uh, I won't go off the off the the reservation again on you on the show. Well, I might, but who knows? So so, but it's but having an augmented executive is not crazy. Like to say, okay, let's say I'm on a battlefield and I'm a general. Like, okay, give me the AI. What could possibly happen with any move possible, and then let me decide based on the information what I think is best. So I'm still making the decision, but I'm making it more intelligently, hopefully, because I have AI behind me. I'm sure there are multiple executive decisions every day where they would love to go, okay, put this in the AI machine and tell me what, yeah. you know, I should do or what tell tell me what my my odds are. Be my C3PO, if you will. Tell me what my my chances are of es- escaping the the minefield or the asteroid field and I'll make the decision from there. So I like the idea of an augmented executive and I think a, a smart executive yes. would use something like this. I love the URL. It's it's fora.day, yeah. <laughs> so it's for a day. Uh, memorable, kind of, kind of weird, kind of out there. Uh, so, like it. uh, 3.8 is a good start. I think Joe's a yeah. good jockey. He's a visionary. I think getting Joe Shaker on board at Shaker means, uh, that he's going to connect that with a lot of other people. He's got a good track record. So I'm going to watch this, this company carefully. I'm not necessarily ready to buy if you put my feet to the fire, but I'm definitely not selling the idea of like an augmented AI tailored, you know, a co-pilot for, an executive. I think it's an interesting idea. Joel, if you think about it, it's the perfect tool for an executive. If you, if you look at what a CEO's job is, is to make decisions. Manage That's risk. It. In reality, make the big decisions. In some ways, I think uh, obviously AI and this type of tool is mm-hmm. going to have a lot more data to be able to make that decision. So it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm the same. I'm going to be looking at it really closely. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting stuff, but not ready to say bye, but and, they've got a track record, so I'll go by that. And who wouldn't love a, you know, hey, why the hell did you do that? Oh, well, the data says this. It's so you're not yeah, culpable yeah. for the dumb things you True. do as an executive if you have AI behind you saying that you made the right move. Yeah. Well, in in that case, like, why do we need CEOs to your point? Because at one particular point, they're going to make better <laughs> decisions than most CEOs can. So you might be going to right someone, track here. Someone in VC made a prediction in, two, in 2024, someone will invest like a decent chunk of money in a company and realize that the CEO is a is a bot or AI <laughs> and all the employees are AI driven. But who's not AI driven are our sponsors on the show. So let's take a quick break, pay some bills. And we'll talk about Lyft when we get back. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. 
So, Serge, are you are you an Uber or Lyft guy? Do you uh, do, you, do you, are you an equal opportunity rider? What's what's uh, your take? So I rarely take uh, any of it unless I'm take traveling. Take the limo, and- right? You get the limo guy yeah, with, limo. with the yeah. with the Boudreaux sign at the airport. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, it's a requirement. <laughs> So usually I'll leverage Uber for sure. I've never taken Lyft. And Lyft oh. is not really big here in, in Calgary in my hometown. So the only option is Uber. Calgary. Well, Lyft is in the news again. Uh, they're introducing weekly earnings guarantees for drivers, a first in the U.S. ride-hailing industry, aiming to attract more drivers to its platform amidst competition with, you guessed it, Uber. The move addresses concerns about driver earnings and aims to strengthen the sector. Additionally, Lyft announced measures to improve transparency and offer incentives for drivers, including extra earnings for scheduled rides and electric vehicle usage. Serge, what are your thoughts on the move? Is this going to be a strike to Uber that really wounds the leader or not? Uh, I don't think it is. There's a couple of things I have to say here. So you had Kevin Wheeler on your podcast, I think a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he said one thing that really stuck with me is basically five years. So he was talking about uh, UPS and me like, or UAW, sorry. And in five years, we'll give you the money now. In five years, you're going to be replaced. Obviously, yeah. they're not saying that. I think this is very similar because the question is like, when do we get to driverless cars? And this is... I don't think this business model works without being without that being the future mm-hmm. of where Uber and Lyft go, that these cars are driven not by people because we are going to run out of people. The supply chain challenges as far as when it comes to talent, to be able to staff all these cars across North America, across the world, it's just not sustainable. So I think this is just a way to appease the drivers mm-hmm. for the next five to 10 years. And I also, I have a conspiracy theory around it and want to bounce it off you. I, I definitely think this is Lyft's, they're trying to cause Uber some pain. Uh, they're trying to cause Uber some pain to eventually get acquired. They're trying to get acquired by Uber is one of my guests. I have no clue. I don't mm-hmm. spend any time in this space, but it, it kind of makes sense. Like who wants to get in a battle of paying the drivers more and more? It's just, it doesn't, no one wins. Uber or Lyft doesn't win at the end of the day. Yeah. So there's got to be another motive here is my thoughts. The motive is to, to be competitive uh, and stay alive. Yeah. And Uber, Uber has done an amazing job of being the, the Coca-Cola of the ride yeah. sharing, uh, ride hailing industry. And I, I remember when Netflix came out and delivered DVDs to your door, you probably remember this as well. And you put it back in the mail and you sent the CD or the DVD back. Uh, you didn't have late fees. You didn't have like any of this, this stuff. And then Blockbuster said, holy shit, we're getting killed. Uh, we'll do what Netflix does. And they launched this big, I think actually a Super Bowl ad at one point of like, we'll ship yeah. them to you, Blockbuster. And everyone said, well, everyone knows Blockbuster. Netflix is still this fairly little little company. But it didn't work. The, the attempt didn't work. It was desperation. Netflix, they were that brand. They were associated with mailing DVDs. And Blockbuster was still the company that you got in your car and you went out and hoped that the video was there and that you rented it. So to me, like... Uber has won this branding battle. They are the 800-pound gorilla. Uh, The only thing Lyft could do would be reduce prices. And I've I've ridden in both. And I would say Lyft typically is much cheaper than Uber. The problem is you need rides (laughs) for me to buy. So Uber is so much more uh, available 
in multiple countries. They're yeah. more international. Uh, they're just easier to use. Uh, they've done a great job of integrating with like enterprise accounts and business accounts and things like that. Yeah. So to me, like Lyft, you know, applause for like trying to give back more to the drivers, make it more profitable for them. But the problem is you got to drive people yeah. somewhere to make a dollar. And unless unless Lyft changes everyone's perception that Lyft is a better way to go, no one's going to take Lyfts like they do Ubers. So to me, it's like it's just a failed battle. Lyft can hope to be acquired. I don't know who. No. Um, maybe a driverless car company would buy it for the brand. Uh, but to me, or maybe DoorDash could buy it and just like monopolize the drivers that do have. I don't. Know. I think it's a it's a move of desperation and, and it's basically over. For so why wouldn't Uber buy them? Well, you'd get into some uh, monopoly issues. Yeah. You'd get into. You'd have to go in front of Congress and say this is not anti-competitive. Uh, trust. Yeah. Well, is there room? It's better for Uber. It's better for Uber to just let Lyft die or maybe, maybe get it for parts. Government doesn't care because Lyft is so small, but I, I I just, I I don't think Uber wants, wants that government, uh, intervention in their business. They're doing so well right now. Why fuck it up with government, like knocking on the door? for antitrust issues. Do you think there's enough room for multiple? I know there's Uber and Lyft are the two biggest. There's probably 20 different ones, depending on the country that you're in. Uh, Is it just kind of a market size? Well, the market is massive, but is there enough demand and enough people there are going to be driving that there, there can be a hundred people, a hundred companies doing this. Look, Uber, Uber's great. Um, I mean, they've got a good, They've got a good platform. They've got scale. They've got the drivers. They've got the reviews. They have the security issues. They have, uh, they just, they got it going on. I mean, uh, what's going to, what's going to disrupt them is like a Netflix. It's going to be someone say, we are, we are driverless. Uh, you get in the car, you scan your QR code on your app. It takes you where you want to go. You get out and you're done. Like that, if somebody comes along and does that, that could disrupt Uber, but Another dri- you know, like drivers and the way it is now, I, I think Uber is going to be 80% of the market. Yeah. And Lyft, will, Lyft and others that come on will be the other 20 or so percent. Hmm. They're going deep, Serge. Just the tip. Just the tip. Going deep. That We have you to thank for that sound bite, don't we? It's you, my you voice. Like credit, you didn't know that? credit for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about uh, bots, speaking of driverless cars. So yeah. it was a good news and bad news week for bots. Uh, first, the good news. Starship Technologies, a company that produces sidewalk delivery robots, has secured $90 million in funding to expand operations. The investment will fuel geographic expansion, enhance manufacturing capabilities, and invest in software and logistics. With 6 million deliveries and 11 million miles traveled, the company is profitable and, as an Estonian-based company, focused on Europe. Now to some bad news for robots. The NYPD is ending its AI-driven security robots deployment in the Times Square subway station after a pilot program. These were these 400-pound egg-shaped wheeled bots created by a company called Nightscope. NYPD did not disclose the robot's crime-fighting efficiency. Meanwhile, going back to some good news, the NYPD's canine robot Digidog, which we've talked about on the show, returns to service. I am, but it depends on which bots. And definitely Surge. these delivery bots. Have you seen them the out in the wild? Have you ever seen one? Not yeah, only yeah. have I seen them, I've seen TikToks of people breaking them open because they know food's in it. And it's, I don't want to point fingers, but usually homeless, down on their luck folks or kids. 
that want to like get a meal or just fuck shit or get a get a fun video on TikTok. But I have seen people be really, really naughty uh, to these robots. I assume that's a mm. that's a fringe case. I assume it's it's single digit percentages that this happens uh, because they just got ninety million dollars, which means there's some In business Estonia, there. And they are profitable, um, yes. uh, well, yeah. Europe, not just <laughs> Estonia. <laughs> Not just the Helsinki metro yeah, yeah. area. They are in other places. But so you're 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 bearish on wheeled R2D2 no, robots delivering food. No, I yeah, I, I'm definitely bearish because there's no way some of these robots can survive America's inner city. Like what are you gonna do? Put like AK forty sevens attached to them? Like they're going to do the same shit they did with the lime scooters. I forget what the brand is and the bikes. We see that mm-hmm. in Canada as well. I do not see a future in this. They're going to get vandalized damage in every major city. It might not happen in the country, but they're not gonna use these delivery bots in the country at all so definitely bearish uh-huh. i would not put a penny obviously people that know a whole lot more than i do think it will work mm-hmm. there's no way this works in america it'll work in fringe situations big works. cities maybe where there's a lot of cameras and, and security yeah. and you can't get away with it as, as easily but yeah country it won't work security i think makes a lot of sense sometimes there's equipment that's that's heavy and police officers don't want to care like digidog makes a lot of sense yeah it is a little bit dystopian but I don't know if you saw in, in the news this week, uh, a New York City cop got jumped by, I think, six illegal immigrants or new immigrants. So there's a whole like political blow up on this. But the point is that there are a lot of cops. And frankly, we need is we need all the cops we can get. I agree. Like recruiting cops is not a growth industry. And if you can plug in robotic security or augmented security where it's kind of cool to be a cop, you get a like digital dog walking yeah. with you, walking the beat with you, or you have... You know, R two D two with a machine gun in case you get jumped by a bunch of bunch of knuckleheads. Like that to me makes sense because cops need all the help yeah. they can get. We want cops to be successful. We want cops to feel safe, and we want cops to to beget more and more cops for security. So from that perspective, uh, I am I'm buying the canine. I'm buying uh, the egg the the egg whatever. Um, I think technology will make it so that facial recognition and cameras in subways are going to be much better. But just the presence of something that looks like, oh, I might not want to do what I want to do. That's a crime because there's this thing there yeah. and I can't go beat it up because, you know, it's it's got a siren and a cop is with it, whatever it is. Right. But security, people want to feel safe. People are feeling scared, particularly in America and uh, the big cities. And this to me is is something that makes a lot of a lot of, lot of sense. I did like the New York Post uh, headline about <laughs> retiring. The one, the Times Square robot. It was Rust in Peace, which I thought was was cute. And uh, all, and all I did on this, uh, I think I'm definitely bullish on bots, but I'm bullish on bots when it comes to where it makes sense, right? Um, I'm thinking, like I saw a video this week that just blew my mind of this robot mm-hmm. harvesting hay. I'm like. Well, that's amazing. It did it like in two minutes. I see it in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. I see it in quick service restaurants. I think there will be bots. I just don't think they will be everywhere. So I am bearish and bullish depending on what the robot looks like, but definitely not those delivery bots. No way. It's not (laughs) going to happen. Something else that's not going away is sponsors on our show because we need to pay some bills. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Apple. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? 
there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Serge, let's get let's get a little naughty. A little naughty. I know you, I know you Canadians like a little naughty. So Apple's Vision Pro, I'm sure you've seen this thing. I don't know if it's, yeah. it's for sale in Canada yet, but uh, it's it's big news. So their VR headset has disappointed buyers. Maybe not for the reason that you think. Uh, it's disappointing buyers because it apparently blocks access to VR pornography. That's right. Prompting frustration and complaints on social media and Reddit. Despite anticipation for its release, users find they cannot access explicit content, leading to speculation about intentional restrictions by Apple. The headset also faces criticism for its high price of 3500 US dollars, dubbing it, quote, an overpriced chastity belt, end quote. If you need a naughty alternative surge, never fear. Try the MetaQuest 2. Not that I speak from experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is. Uh, surge, your take on Apple's no porn for you. Oh, imagine the shame of being caught with your dick in your hand wearing that space helmet it would probably be the most shame that anyone could ever feel. So <laughs> outside of that, um, mm-hmm. you can still play Pornhub in flat video. So I, are they upset by that? Um, I, it's got to come eventually, right? Like it's it's got to be available that you get the full VR experience. Someone's going to figure it out. I did see there's like Reddit treads uh, basically talking how mm-hmm. you can bypass it. I don't know if anyone did. Well, I don't know if it could. Maybe I get one. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I would get one for different reasons, obviously. I, I uh-huh. love it. I think it's the coolest sure. thing ever. Would you get one? Uh, yeah. Yep. A VR headset? Uh, I mean, would I talk a lot about it on the one? show. I, I just not for thirty five hundred dollars. No. Uh I'll get I'll get I'll get the fourth generation nine ninety nine uh version but uh, the the whole so my take on this so i learned really early in my career uh that the 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 success of the internet has was based on three things uh ppc not pay-per-click pills porn and casinos built the original internet i can remember being in college in the 90s with a dial-up modem at my campus going to like playboy.com and waiting like for the pixelated nipple to show up uh, on the screen. If Apple is going to block porn, and they've done a good job on the App Store of not mm. having any real naughtiness, although people would argue TikTok and and social media as its own its own porn. But this to me is a real opportunity for Meta yeah. to take to sort of take the lead on on all the guys out there. And there are a lot of lonely men. Or not lonely. I'm not judging. Yeah. I'm not judging, Serge. We don't judge no. in America. That this is an opportunity. By the way. Mark Zuckerberg is having one of the best months ever. He is. Uh, Meta stock is off the chain. Uh, the dude kind of, you know, the Congress, I don't know if you saw this. He, he went in front of Congress. Dude, Congress needs to make laws. Like, 
<laughs> that's a whole other show. But like they paid a dividend uh, to to Facebook Meta shareholders, which made him seven hundred million dollars richer overnight. He's looking kind of svelte. He's he's growing his hair out. He's looking like an adult. He's looking sort of thoughtful. Like I, I think this could be the resurgence of Zuck. Uh, mm. And I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. VR porn or not, uh, I, I'm a buyer of uh, what what Zuck is selling. And speaking of selling, the Recruitment Flex, thanks for joining me. For those that want to listen to your your secondarily nice show compared to ours, where would you send them? On all major podcast players, but also therecruitmentflex.com. You can find all our episodes. Joel, this was a ton of fun. Thank you so much for being here. We were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? podcast the chat the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know and yet you're listening it's incredible and not one word about cheese not one cheddar blue nacho pepper jack swiss so many cheeses and not one word so weird Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analyst Sela Shifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics than hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.